I felt so unsafe that it has been my deepest joy to make people feel safe, especially with my touch and love. You know, my biggest pain has turned into like really my biggest gift that I'm able to offer this world. And our medicines truly lie in our deepest wounds. So I would urge you to even dig deeper into that. You don't necessarily need to make sense of even those emotions that are coming up. But those pains might lead you to some level of liberation that you're needing. You matter. You really do. If you are in this space right now feeling like the world is falling apart and you feel like almost giving up your life I've been there, she's been there I promise you that you are currently in the process of bringing your biggest gifts onto this earth that's why you're here that's why you're brought here Hello beautiful souls we're on their healing journey this is Mel Rimsha. we're here to speak our truth through radical vulnerability we look forward to sharing the most profound insights we have picked up along the way and provide you the tools in living your most abundant and joyful life. We're so excited you're joining us on our journey. If you are currently going through really hard times that feels like dark night of the soul um, or are in deep pain, this episode is for you. And the reason why we're doing this is because we have been there. And we learned that actually, even though that time really, really sucks, you are actually brewing your medicine. And you might be surprised that your deepest wounds are actually the source of your purpose. Mel, do you want to share your story first? Yeah. So as I've been doing my healing journey the past several years, when I really opened my eyes up to that, been doing a deep dive, realizing everything that hasn't worked in my life, and I really wanted to change it because... Before, I felt like I had blinders on, and I didn't know what I didn't know, and I just kind of was following what everybody else was doing, and when I finally opened up my eyes, I just realized, okay, wow, there's a lot of inner wounds that I need to look at and work on healing, and so, yeah, for me, I just realized I there wasn't a safe space for me to feel my emotions and feelings growing up as a child. I felt like I was walking on eggshells. Uh, my mom had really been going through her healing journey as well. Two years before I was born, my older brother had died. And some of my siblings I've talked to, they had said, you know, happiness in her home died that day. And I can't imagine how excruciating that would be to lose your child. He was four or five months old. They went camping as a family and they woke up and he just wasn't breathing. It was that SIDS thing. Mm. He just had died in his sleep their precious little baby boy. And so it was devastating for everybody. So I can't even imagine what that would be like to go through that. So, you know, everything just, you know, especially in my mom's world, like just started unraveling and dealing with that pain and that grief. And then her deep wounds started coming up from her childhood. Um, Things that she had suppressed. She had had PTSD. There was a lot of, you know, abuse in her life from a young age. And so there was just a lot that she was trying to deal with as a mother of four living children and then losing one of her, one of her children. Well, I guess there was three at the time I came two years after. So I was kind of born into this home. I feel like of just kind of some sadness there. And my mom was just intensely working on her, just trying to heal her stuff. So she just wasn't, the truth was she wasn't really there for me emotionally. So I didn't feel that closeness, that close bond 
And I felt that. I felt just just no connection with her. And, you know, she had her anger coming up and she didn't know how to handle it. And it was scary seeing it come up. She would go from like a zero to a 10, just like that very quickly. And so I had learned how to become like a perfectionist and to be safe in that home. And just none of us wanted to like make anything worse for our mom because it was just a very heavy energy and it was, could be scary at times. So I spent a lot of time in my bedroom, you know, just alone. And, you know, my mom would even say, she's like, we would hear you outside your door. And it sounded like you had a group of 10 friends in your room and you'd just be in there with your Barbie dolls playing by yourself, you know, being all the different voices for all of your, your dolls. So I was really good at entertaining myself being alone. Um, my sisters were five years older than me, six years older. And then my brother was 10 years older than me. So there was a big gap. So there in, in many ways, especially when they got older into teenage years and then, you know, they moved out as a young teenager, I was at home alone with my parents there. So I kind of felt like an only child in, in some regards, they were older doing their own thing and just realizing there just wasn't space, I guess, for me. And as I've gotten older and working on, working on me being the best version of myself, that's something that I desperately wanted. I craved that just safe space, safe space to just be and to be able to exist. And I just didn't feel like I had that growing up. And so it's super interesting seeing that like that is such a big deal to me that that is now what I'm providing for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the most important thing for me is for other people to feel safe. So when people come over, I just want them to feel loved and safe and accepted no matter what they believe, what they think what they do. It just doesn't matter to me. It just, these are beautiful souls that deserve to be just loved and accepted. So I work really hard to provide safe spaces. And me and my spouse, he luckily he's the same way. And we tend to be like the gatherers and we create events, we create fun, fun get togethers. And we have people coming in and out of our home and staying with us. And I love that. I love that we do that. So it's, it's just kind of interesting that you know, my biggest pain has turned into like really my biggest gift that I'm able to offer this world. So I do see myself as a safe space holder and I see myself as a connector. Mm-hmm. I love connecting people to other people, knowing that, yeah, I don't have time to spend with everybody one-on-one with, you know, with everyone. So I'm like, I want to connect them together. People that I know like, oh, they're going to jive together. These guys should be friends. And that's how I found my unique gifts was really was through my greatest pains and realizing, oh my gosh, I don't ever, ever want to feel that again. And I don't want anyone else to ever feel that. And so that's what we do. And isn't it interesting that, you know, we'll do get togethers, women's gatherings or different gatherings. We've done them together as well and provide safe space for people to just feel and express themselves and whatever comes up. And sometimes they're fun. Sometimes there's crying. Sometimes there's anger and we just accept and love and let that person just be them and, you know, process what they need to you know, even with this podcast, it's just interesting that here we are holding space right now. We're sharing the things that we've learned, the golden nuggets that we feel like are golden nuggets that have brought value into our life. And we're sharing it here in this space online. And, you know, we're going to be inviting other people on to share their stories as well and creating that space for them because it's, we all need that. So Yeah. And it's really powerful for me, even as at a young age, I would 
get so curious, especially people who are living in passion. It's like, wow, why are they so passionate about this? What brought them there? And honestly, the root story was always that that was something they didn't have. Their passion lied in the in the spaces in their lives where there were gaps, something was missing. And in her case, it was just how her throat chakra was completely closed up. She wasn't allowed to speak her truth. And she felt that with her whole life that, you know, we're out here doing this and speaking our truth and sharing our story um, and being a space holder, like giving people the safe space to be and express themselves fully um, and I see that with my partner, I see that with her husband, and I see that with people kind of all walks of their life. So when they're in their hell, like I'm always just smiling, looking at them because I know that their medicine is brewing. And just like we have different plant medicines and animal medicines, I know that we're all walking medicine men and women. And our medicines truly lie in our deepest wounds. So I would urge you to even dig deeper into that. And honestly, I had to as well. Like there were times where, you know, when I look back at my my desire to serve and it molded and changed and my desire was always to just give back because I came from nothing and then had everything and I wanted to give you know serve in that way and and it was beautiful but there was a a, you know part of me that was self-sacrificing as well and when I started questioning like okay what there is the desire to do something and then there's this deep desire to what feels right to my soul like my soul came here for a reason and I started digging deep into my biggest whims and one of them being like I have been lying my whole life just hiding my truth I mean even in crowds I was I've always been the either the black sheep of the group or constantly just always somebody with a different view and I was not fully accepted and the places that I was accepted it was really powerful and we would see powerful shifts happen because I brought that different perspective and then also realizing like you know, part of the reason I'm doing this and writing a book and wanting to express myself in all the ways now more than ever is because I have been just told to shut up. I've been told to like keep your life private, like delete stuff off of your Facebook, delete stuff off of your, just stop sharing those things. And, you know, I recently looked back in my even Instagram post from like 2010 and or 15 and, and I realized like it was constantly, I would just, I was allowing myself to give have that space to fully express myself when I didn't have that space among my friends or family you know and and when I did start opening up it has been so triggering I have lost so many people in my lives for the past year because I stepped into my power and chose to open up my throat chakra because that's where my one of my biggest wounds was was like I was not accept my voice was not accepted it triggered people and it was always about like how can I access truth and I think a lot of A lot of us have a hard time facing that truth. And even as a projector, I can see through you. I can't help it. I can see through you. It's just one of our gifts, right? Like, so that was one thing. And I am, have turned that alchemized, that, that pain into my purpose. You know, currently I'm my family is not talking to me and, you know, I, I could go into that grief or I could, what I've really been saying every day is like, thank you. Thank you for shutting me off because it gives me more of a reason to open my mouth and tell my story because it matters. This is so much bigger than me. This is so much bigger than my tribe and it's for the collective good of all. And then, you know, I really had so many different wounds. Like even just thinking about it, it was like, how do I, how do I pull myself out of it? And as I was pulling myself out of all these places where I had pain, I was seeing that I, there was a way to, bring that as a gift like I'm, I am a space holder like Mel as well 
And while she's, they, her and her husband are really good at physically holding space, I am more of a spiritual space holder. And, you know, this is thing I, that I haven't really publicly spoken about is my access to the spirit realm. Since I was a kid, I just, just the spirit realm and the physical realm was like on top of each other. I didn't know when I was in the spirit realm when I was back here in reality. And it, was, it caused me a lot of pain. And also, when you can see a lot and everything that that's uh that can be really really damaging and hard for a, a little girl and I was very very young like I remember when I was one year old and all those memories that I'd love to share in future episodes but and I always wondered honestly until I was 27 I didn't realize why why did I have this access it was cool to have access to my spirit guys but I also had access to some deep darkness especially in the military I could see it all and it was killing me. It was just sucking the soul out of me every day. And and I kept asking myself one thing and one thing only. Like, God, if you gave me this access, there's got to be some purpose to this. How can I alchemize this? How can I alchemize this? And it's really until this year that I've stepped into being, a, you know, working as a shamanic practitioner or like doing um, as a medicine woman work. That's where like I use different tools but really what's necessary for me is like allowing me to be with people's souls and access their higher self their inner self and i can and i can see who they are and access that and help them kind of guide them in their lives and that's been such an incredible tool that i've really alchemized and now i've learned how to set those boundaries and use it for specifically when i'm ready to help others versus in the past when like the whole door was open and i could see everything and it was you know, it made me get very, very lost and scared. And I never spoke about it until very recently, like a year ago, that, hey, this is this is what I have. And I think it might be a gift. It might be actually a gift. And then another thing, like I'm really traveling downward because I just had like everything was just kind of falling apart for me. I had no ground underneath me when I was born. I felt so unsafe. I felt so unsafe growing up with my father and then in the home that I was in, and then outside of the home in school, and my neighbors, my friends, I, I felt so unsafe that it has been my deepest joy to f- make people feel safe, especially with my touch and love. Like that is such an honor for me. And then last but not least, um, you know, when I was when I was a young kid, I was sexually assaulted by the one man who was teaching me the holy book. And you know, at this stage in my life, after you know. 20 or so years I can I am able to kind of sit back and say thank you thank you for hurting me in the way that you have so I could start questioning this domestication early on because I started to walk away very early on I you know it turned me into a liar because I couldn't hide this part of me but I learned to start questioning things as I as a seven-year-old and Another thing was also just kind of all this darkness I was experiencing in my sacral chakra. Like I felt so disconnected from my body and so scared. Like especially when I came to intimacy, like, you know, currently with my partner, like I, for the first few months of our intimacy, I have cried every single time I have reached my peak and have orgasmed because I was able to experience pain. And every time I, I mean, our, our, our pussy has so much power and that'll be another episode, probably an entire season on this. Um, that's why I haven't really like s- scratched the surface of it. Um, that is one of the biggest gift that I bring onto this earth. 
that was my big pain. Like my first 15 years of my life, I was sexually assaulted for so long, not just by my teacher, but I started to remember all these other people. And I was a kid. And those memories are still making their way, but it has forced me. It's kind of like directed me on that path of like understanding this power that I have. Like, who are you? What what do you bring? And like, I feel like we have this like consciousness uh, within different chakras of our bodies. And, and I build this like deep resiliency and trust with my pussy where I don't no longer use my brain to make decisions. I really use my body as my guide, as my wisdom keeper, you know, and, and I truly would not have known if, if I hadn't been just suppressed sexually and hurt in this way where there was so much pain that I couldn't ignore it so sometimes like this is how pain comes as a gift it will just keep hurting in the same place so that you can't help but keep noticing it for me that was my sexual area it was like why am I constantly in pain why does this thing scare me why does it feel so haunting why am I keep having dreams about this thing and every single medicine journey I've said in I have orgasmed why why it's beautiful but why because mm-hmm. that's where my gifts also lie that's my creative energy i mean for the longest time i would not touch i would not say that i'm creative because i was so disconnected from this part of myself and why was i disconnected for valid reasons i was hurting and it was deep deep wound and i am so fortunate to have the partner that i have who just knows when i go into this space and just holds me through it he doesn't ask for the story he doesn't ask for what it is, try to make sense. He doesn't try to make sense of it. He holds space for me to express that. And in that space, I have been able to, one, allow myself to feel and express fully that pain that is within. And when you feel that pain it's is it's being released, then also looking at it differently once it's kind of out of your system and alchemize it into your gift, which is what I am truly. Like this is a year for me. I'm currently in my Saturn return and I'm turning all my deepest wounds and I had so many laid in front of me and I know I'm not alone in this world like that there's so many people out there they are so fucked up beyond belief that come with so much pain that I can't even begin to fathom what that's like and yet I trust the divine and I trust the universe that there is some gift in this and their medicine is being brewed and for me my medicine was being churn and brood for the past 25 years until I stepped into this so this is such a beautiful thing like if you are in this space right now feeling like the world is falling apart and you feel like almost giving up your life I've been there she's been there I promise you that you are currently in the process of bringing your biggest gifts onto this earth that's why you're here that's why you're brought here and the truth is you're the only person that can bring your medicine to this earth. You know, we're so individual. There's only you. There's only me that has had the experiences that I've experienced. And then the way that I can share my gifts from my heart, from mm-hmm. my voice, with my connections that I'm around. Mm-hmm. You know, because the truth is, is maybe someone is also has a big heart like I do and is good at holding space. But my friends don't know that person or friends with that person so it's like it's it's up to me around people that to be you just for me to be me for you to be you and to share your medicine because the truth is someone living in Pakistan right now I can't share those gifts with them right now they don't know me they don't trust me 
I can't affect them like their friends can, their family, their sibling. So our sphere of influence, it matters. We matter. We are universes. I created two little beautiful little universes, you know, that are then have their surroundings and their people that look up to them and are friends with them. And it is a big deal when someone takes their life or something happens to them and they leave. That's excruciating for everyone around them. So I just want to share like you matter. You really do. And acknowledge like the hurt and the pain. I've been there where I'm like, some days it's so rough where I'm like, it's not worth it. I just don't want to be here. It's so excruciating. But then giving my space to just fill it, fill whatever I need to fill. And sometimes it starts to be too much where I'm like, I just need to go watch something on Netflix or TV or whatever it is and just take my mind off everything and then go to sleep. And the crazy thing is, is every time when I wake up, I feel better. You know, I feel better in my body and I'm like, all right, like we always come back. And the truth is all of you, you, you come back, you know, so we don't die in the process of feeling our anger, sadness, our grief, our hurt and our pain. Yeah. Sometimes it can hurt like hell and it sucks. And then we come back and it's like, okay, we're okay. And seeing, seeing how far you've come just moment to moment, day by day, just allow yourself that space to sit with that hurt and pain and see what are you learning from it? That's what it's all about is what do you have to learn from that experience? And the, the thing that's interesting is I feel like each lesson, as soon as I've been able to sit with it, fill the feelings, validate it and ride the wave of it. And then I come back. I'm like, all right, what, what's the lesson from this? And once I figure out the lesson, crazy thing, it's like that thing goes away and it doesn't really come back. If I really learn the lesson, there's some things that take more time and I do have to be mindful with it and keep practicing it because, you know, 30, 40, however many years of life you have of an, a pattern that's been running your life, it takes time to, to break it. So it's just practicing that and trusting yourself and loving yourself and coming back to you and seeing all your beautiful gifts that you have and what you have to offer. We're needed here and we all have unique medicine. And that's what I've been able to tap into is, okay, I'm a safe space holder and I'm a connector. You like see me as this little spider, like creating <laughs> these webs, you know, yeah. and it's like, okay, but I need other people to connect my web to. I can't do it alone. I've got to connect my web to like other people that want to connect to me, you know, and share the medicine with each other. And Yeah. And we are so unique. Each one of us has such a unique blueprint like you are not an accident you are not just this lucky draw like there weren't sperms fighting to get there you were chosen you know and you chose this as well to come here you chose your soul contract that was one of the hardest thing to grasp was like i chose this you know on one on my first medicine journey i realized like i chose this hell that i've been living in i chose this family to come through chose this religion to come through to be born in Pakistan, this entire timeline, our higher self has actually planned it out. And so it is about trusting that higher self that is within you. Like, no, she, there's there's a reason for this. And, and diving into what that can be. You know, I really believe we all have unique medicine. There's no one like you out there. There's no other Melinda. There's no other Rimshan. There's no other you out there. What I do want to share last is that, um, you know, part of the reason why we created this is we realize that so many of us are out there and struggling and 
And especially when me and Mel would be holding space, they're like, oh my gosh, this needs to be recorded. So we're doing this and we're super happy and excited to be doing this. But we want to pose that question back to you. You know, what are some of your deepest pains? And perhaps people in the comments or around you in your community can help you see where your gifts lie. It's worth even asking, not like what job I am good at, but like, what are my biggest gifts? What am I really, really good at just naturally? just naturally good and i posed that question when i was trying to figure out my purpose like last year in costa rica to everybody around me like what am i good at what what do you see in me because i couldn't see myself especially when i was drowning in my pain so i would pose that back to you you know what is it that you want to create yeah and i would love to hear that in the comments honestly Mm -hmm. like we need space for people for each of us to be able to like cheer each other on and be support for one another so i want you to practice like talking about your strengths. So often we just talk about our weaknesses or say how we're, you know, all the things we feel like we're not good enough, but it's like, let's start building each other up. So what are you good at? Start to sit with that. Gosh, what is, what's my unique medicine or what do I love to give or share? What am I passionate about? You know, or how do I love serving other people or myself, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I remembered what I wanted to add. Um, You know, when you made the comment, like, oh, I chose this. There's some people, I want to talk about this because there's some people that might push back and be like, oh, hell no. (laughs) There is no way that I chose this. This was miserable. And they could go off on their story about this abuse and this pain and being homeless and all this. And it's like a lot of that is your story. You know, like you did go through some really deep, painful things with a variety of different abuses and fear and living in a place there was no safety anywhere around you. You know, that's really scary to not even have your basic, you know, safety ground. And there's a lot of people I know that didn't have that. And, but just think about it. I want you guys to practice this. So if you're like, oh no, there's no way I'm going to accept that. You know, like there's no way that I chose this. I feel like when you're in that energy, it's, it puts you into that victim energy. And I notice how I feel in that. I don't like it. It feels icky to me. So if you practice like, okay, like taking that like ownership you know, full accountability of like, okay, maybe I did choose this for some reason. If that's the case, then all that's left is to find what is the lesson in this, in what you've been experiencing. And when you do that, at least for me, when I do that, I really do soften. I get out of defensiveness. My body softens versus being defensive and protective of like, no, no, I'm fighting back. Here's my story. Like that energy is just, I don't like how that feels. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I am willing to just take accountability. Obviously, logically, I'm like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to experience that. But the fact I'm experiencing it, here we are. And even if it, we chose it or we didn't, the truth is it doesn't really matter. We don't have to fight or argue about that. That's the truth. The truth is we're here. We've already experienced it. The pain is already in our body. Now what? And that's, I think our purpose of this is when we share people's stories, it's not just a place to like, okay, let's just talk about how horrible your life was. Let's alchemize it. I want to learn from that. So the lesson is everything. It truly is everything. That's your freedom. That's your inner peace. That's being in the eye of the storm, not getting sucked into chaos. Once you can learn the the lesson, you realize, okay, and then you learn it and then you're ready to move on. And okay, what's another lesson that I want to learn? What's another layer? And part of that pain is that also realize that there will be times when, especially those who are out you know, who came onto this earth to help this, uh, for this evolution of our humanity, who are chain breakers, who are the black sheep of the family. This is, you know, specifically for you. Like you are, (laughs) 
you are so valid in everything you're feeling even everybody around you is like you are crazy you're not crazy you know the generational trauma is real we were literally selected to come here break those cycles so that we could be redirected and again like she said you don't have to try to make sense of it although i know the chain breakers know what's what i'm talking about <laughs> there are people out there in every single family and i am one of them is you you have to be validated in that and know that a lot of your pain might not even be yours like remember you've been inside and in, in, you know your mother's belly and also your grandmother's so we carry a lot of stuff in our dna in our bodies so you don't necessarily need to make sense of even those emotions that are coming up but those pains might lead you to some level of liberation that you're needing you know for me a lot of the times when i release it it's like i i get into this meditative state and i can like start channeling very very clearly and i can see things clearly but I have to allow myself to let it all go because it's not mine I grew up with this where I had my levels of pain and it just didn't stop or it was like why am I still in hell I've done my work why am I still in hell and I started realizing and started feeling and channeling that when my guides would tell me like this is not yours the spirit is just using your, your body as a conduit for the collective to feel through so I am extremely sensitive so is Melinda and like we feel for the collective. So oftentimes we're feeling anger or, or grief and it's not even ours. And so instead of putting a story to this to this pain, you allow yourself to move through and that could be dancing or creating whatever it is that, that works for you and allowing yourself to eventually alchemize whatever that is coming through you. Yeah, that's perfect. I love it. And again, please just share in the comments. We want to hear, I want to hear, what do you feel like your gifts are? Thank you for listening to the Mel and Rimsha Her Story podcast. If you found value in our life experiences and shares, then please like, subscribe, and share this with your loved ones who may also benefit. Follow us on the socials at Mel and Rimsha. From our heart to yours, with love and gratitude, we will see you on the next episode.